Praise the Lord. What a treat to be here. I uh, actually just flew into LAX last night and uh, drove uh, here, got here last night but, uh, from the airport. But I've been in, in, uh, in Latin America, in South America, and uh, Latin America. I've been in uh, Colombia and uh, Nicaragua, and I came last night from Panama. But uh, just so excited to be about the Father's business and share the love. You know, once the love of the Father really grips you and holds you, there's ways you find to announce it. You know, um, I, fi- I find, you know, in terms of mission work or evangelism or outreach, you know, I used to always uh, figure out how I could convince somebody, you know. But, you know, I, I, I think when they're astonished at the love of the Father and can believe it, it changes the whole equation. And it's, it's, it's letting people know they don't have to do something to qualify but they've been pre-approved through the work of another. And that, that's a better deal. A pre-approved deal is the deals I like to enter. I like to step into a deal where the work has been done through the one. Hallelujah. And, and, and this is why I'm always looking for uh, unique ways or different ways to convey the love. As you know, for many, many years now, Heidi and I have been going to the nations of the world. Your church... Uh, over many of these years, have been a, a faithful and vital part. So thank you for being you. Thank you for being planted in this place. And I want to thank, of course, uh, Pastor Mike and Beth and the whole church family for inviting me once again to be with you this year. We're going to have a good, a good morning and uh, a good evening just uh, refreshing ourselves in the goodness of God. Hey, before I teach and share, there's a little uh, video just uh, about what your offerings and faithfulness and love for us have done. Uh, We continue to uh, share all over the world. So this little video will give you a little update. Our great joy in missions ministry of going into all the world and preaching the gospel is in building and establishing Life Center campuses. It's in planting local churches. It's in training up a new generation of Christian leaders. It's in establishing life, home, orphanages to rescue orphans and disadvantaged children. And it's in bringing help and hope to Syrian refugees at our Middle East Life Center and providing a school for their kids who have enormous needs. And of course, it's in broadcasting this good news so that faith can rise in the hearts of men and women. And it's in establishing Life Center USA, a reflective campus of ministry for outreach and training of a new generation of mission leaders. Simply put, our mission's assignment is to let people know they are loved by God and they can be lifted out of a lifestyle of their own sufficiency and they can be led and carried by the Good Shepherd to better days, to green pastures, to a life that is full of the Father's favor. Friend, this gospel is true for you, and it's true for everyone else too. Jesus proves that God loves you completely, God favors you abundantly, and God blesses you eternally. Let's continue our friendship in partnership in missions ministry. Praise the Lord. That's uh, what you've been up to. So thank you, uh, of course, for the prayer and the support. 
of the local church. We're just really, really thrilled. Let me ask you a question this morning. Do you live life astonished with the Father's love? Uh, Did you wake up this morning after you realized you were sucking air (laughs) and still alive? Did, did Did you marvel at the Father's love? Do you ever think how astonishing it is that God sees you good and blameless and redeemed and declares you righteous? I think it's a most marvelous mystery of God's love in Christ that needs to be conveyed. You know, uh, everything in our culture today is communicated, and it's all quickly and suddenly. Before I came to church this morning, I... Uh, listened on television a little bit to this, uh, actually to our president in, in Saudi Arabia in, in the, 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 the speech of the king and then the speech of the president and all these di- different Middle Eastern leaders and, you know, trying to figure out and trying to calculate. But what they're trying to communicate, how, how, can, how can the world work better? How can people, you know, uh, get along? How, how, can, how can there be a, a, a point of peace? And sometimes in our personal lives, people ask similar questions. How can I get along with me? You know, because sometimes we have turbulence in ourselves with ourselves. How do we find a peace point with ourselves and with God? And, and it, it, it all happens on, on what's communicated to you. You know, in our culture, everybody communicates with, you know, Twitter or Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp or whatever. And these messages are instant. And and those of you who have these social media accounts, you don't post something for it to be ignored. You want your friends to see what you ate for lunch, you know. You want want your friends to see where you've been, right? You you want your friends to know of your great wisdom. And that's good. We all all, all like to post things. And, And do you know what you really like when you communicate something? You like to be liked. You like somebody to hit the like button because that means they noticed it, they validated it, and they've received the message. My wife Heidi, she uh, loves to post pictures of our grandkids. And uh, one, one time when I was home, I came home from the office and Heidi said to me, she said, did you see my, my post today on Facebook? I said, no. She said, I posted a picture of the grandkids and she said, I already have 156 likes. I said, man, 156 likes? She says, yeah, it's only been a couple hours. I said, have you ever posted a picture to me to see what that'll do? She says, it gets no attention at all. It just doesn't, it, it doesn't draw any attention at all. See, it's the grandkids that get the attention. See, as you and I like to communicate and connect and draw people into our world, our Heavenly Father wanted to post something to draw you into His world. And He didn't have our modern technologies, but He had a heavenly host. He had an innumerable company of angels post something from the heavens to change your worldview about Him and to change your worldview about you. And so that's really what the Christmas story is about. I just want to read one verse real quickly here. In Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, 
where the angels, the heavenly post, made an announcement, a declaration, a proclamation. And this announcement came to common people, came to shepherds. You know, the father didn't go to the big shots. He didn't go to the politicians. He didn't go to the wealthy. He didn't go to the people who were self-sufficient. The people who thought they can control everything. He went to common people like the Keith Hershey's of the world, just little country kids. Country boys that hardly know which way's up so their hearts can be astonished with the love of the Father. And so when the Father posted this heavenly tweet, part of it was this, verse 12, and this will be the sign unto you that you'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. I want to talk to you about how to be astonished with the love of the Father in such a way you believe it so you can decree it, so you can share it, so you can communicate it consistent with your character and consistent with your personality that you don't have to be somebody you're not. Aren't you glad God made you you? Your personality the way it is. And yet God wants us to be so wrapped up in a heavenly message that we give a message to the earthlings in a way that they can be drawn into the Father's love. So the angel said, this will be the sign to you. Notice a sign uh, has to be uh, personal. A lot of times people don't have a personal, dynamic communion with, with the spirit of grace in such a way where their hearts constantly tenderize. You know, the way I prepare to preach and teach anymore is not just, you know, in studying and praying and these kind of things. I, I, I prepare being astonished by the love of the Father. I, I have my heart so tenderized with awe that I'm good before God. It amazes me. That he sees me, not based on me. Because I know me. I'm just a frail part of humanity in this flesh box. But Jesus sees me with a recreated spirit. One with God. United with him. Filled with divine nature. Full of divine life. It's a beautiful thing. This will be the sign to you. I noticed last night when I landed at LAX and got in my car to drive down here to the heavenly realm called Orange County, <laughs> I, I realized um, there's a lot of signs. And the traffic was slow enough where I could read them. You know what I mean? I mean, it was just stop and go. Do you know what a sign is supposed to do? It's to get your attention. The sign has got to capture you. And then what does a good sign do? It draws you. It draws you to give off at a certain exit and have a cup of coffee. Or eat at a restaurant or go to some whatever event. A sign is to capture you and to draw you. So heaven post a sign that's to you. And if you're not being drawn daily, then maybe you don't understand the sign. You know, a lot of signs between LAX and heavenly realm of Orange County, I missed. They had no influence on me. 
Do you know the sign of the Lamb of God doesn't influence a lot of people because they don't understand it? But yet God chose to have a sign called a baby wrapped, lying in a manger, to say something and mean something. It's like while I was traveling this week in Latin America, you know, every place I landed, I was lost. Do you know what I mean by that? In other words, I don't know Spanish. I don't even know conversational Spanish. I, 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 wherever I land, when I land in Beirut, Lebanon, I'm lost. Do you know what God in his mercy does for me? Provides me part of my team members in these countries who are with me. Do you know what my team members do for me when I'm with them? They interpret for me the world I'm in. And they give me a clue about what signs say. Even when I go into a restaurant. We went into one restaurant down in Colombia. And I couldn't read the menu. So they interpreted different things that I could eat. But then they had a menu that had pictures. Glory. <laughs> and, you know, pictures seemed to bear witness with me. You know, I said, I want some of that. You know what I mean? But, but the sign wouldn't do anything for me unless I understood it. Then your heart's moved. See, if your heart's not moved with, with Jesus, maybe you don't understand. Maybe you haven't had the proper interpretation of the sign. So if you don't understand what's posted, you don't hit like. You don't have believing moments. See, I believe what believers need is believing moments. Every day and every night, I fill my life with believing moments of astonishment. It keeps me anchored. keeps me focused. It keeps me out of disappointment. It keeps me un chained or untrapped from this system that we live in called this world system, which can make you mad, can frustrate you, can get angry, irritated, get argumentative, you know, whatever. I, 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 I choose to be astonished by the love of the Father with believing moments. So maybe you need interpretation. I remember my youngest son who's going to be 30 in a couple of weeks. He, I think, my goodness, he's my youngest one. And uh, uh, when he was young, growing up in school, he had a, a friend, and still, still a friend to this day, but this friend's mother was completely deaf. But she was brilliant, just brilliant lady. And uh, she could read lips perfectly. And then she could speak perfectly. And it's interesting when our families would get together... We would have wonderful communication. But there were times when she wanted to say something to her son, her daughter, her kids, and she went to signs. You know what the sign meant to me? Nothing. I needed interpretation. See, the sign the Father gives, maybe, maybe the world doesn't understand it. Maybe, maybe even in Christendom, Maybe we're not living astonished with the sign. Maybe we're giving people a message that's putting all the burden on the people. Maybe we're giving people a message that, hey, listen, Jesus will save you, but man, it's up to you. It's up to you to get everything done. That's not too astonishing to me. That's a little overwhelming for this guy. 
So maybe we haven't understood what the father posted, and maybe that's why we don't always like it. You see, I think we ought to like it. We ought to love it. We ought to want some more of it. You know what I mean? We ought to say, glory, glory, hallelujah, the Lamb of God. He's reconciled me to the Father. What amazing love. What beautiful grace. Do you know what this sign is to the shepherds? It's a sign to you, and it's a baby, but it's not just a little baby. You know, babies are so magnificent. They draw you, don't they? You ever see, even when I was in Latin America this week, in all the meetings, in all the different things, man, when I saw a little baby, oh, I, I get childlike. I mean, it's crazy. People probably think I'm a nut, you know? I mean, I get a little bit goofy. Do you know what a baby draws me to the baby? I, I talk to the baby and I act childish. I mean, I've been in services before, you know, where I see little babies. I get on the floor and play with them. And people probably think, hey, Keith, you ought to be dignified, don't you think? I mean, you, 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 can't, you can't be so... C- Coming in the elevator this morning, there's a little child with, with his, his parents. And, and the kid drew me and started talking to me. And you know what? I go from the parent level down to the child level. It drew me. See, does, does Jesus draw you? You know, Jesus made a statement. He said... When I'm lifted up, I will, I will draw you unto me. You know, I think, I think the work of the ministry will make it too hard because I think astonishing love does all the work. I think the love of God in Christ draws people. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing to be drawn by the love of the Father. So the sign is a baby. And it's a baby that's wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. You know, that's all part of the sign, the way the baby is presented. The baby's wrapped. See, because to interpret the sign, you have to understand what the wrapping means. It means this baby was born to die. This is the only baby in physical form that was ever born to die to pre-approve a whole new operating system that the Father would deal with to, to humanity based on the work of this one. This baby was wrapped in swine clothes and lying in a manger. That's important because the manger in those days was a stone trough. In other words, the feeding trough was cut out of stone. You know, when Jesus died, it says Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent brother, <laughs> a brother with money, had a tender heart to Jesus in the kingdom and he came and he requested the body of Jesus and they wrapped him in linen and laid him in a tomb that was cut out of a rock. What the shepherds needed to see, what the baby is the savior of the world to change everything. That now your standing before God isn't you based on your ability to qualify for righteousness based on your work or effort to the law. But your qualification was going to be found by faith in the one who's done it all and took away the sins of the world. And so this sign, the heavenly Twitter account, Facebook account, social media accounts, announced through the angelic beings, this is the sign to you. You're going to find a baby wrapped The baby's born to die. 
and to rise again to pre-approve you to be a Messiah, a Savior of the world. Now notice what the message did. Look what it says in verse 15. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, in other words, they finished their post, the shepherds said to one another, let us now to go, go to Bethlehem and see this thing, this sign that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. Let's pause for a moment. When you hear the gospel, does it move you? Does it draw you or do you say, oh, okay, that's a nice message. See, I believe that the gospel needs to draw us. It needs to grip us deep in our soul. It needs to grip the way we think about our world, the way we think about others the way we respond to people. Let's now go and see this thing that's come to pass, which the Lord had made known to us. Verse 16, they came with haste. They found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. Verse 17, and when they had seen the sign, when they had seen the baby, they made widely known the saying that was told them concerning this child. Verse 18, and all those who heard it, marveled, marveled. All those, not 50% of them, not one out of every 10, all those that heard the interpretation or the proclamation of the sign, marveled. When's the last time you've marveled at the gospel? When's the last time you've been so astonished you think to yourself, can it be? Can the love of God in Christ be this good? Especially for rascals. Especially for folk that may not be just as good as you or just as disciplined as us or whatever, you know. Is the gospel a gospel that makes you marvel? I I love this, uh, this thought because... You know, think of these shepherd boys. They're not necessarily educated. They, 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 they're just out in the fields watching the flocks. They're not, they're not well connected. But suddenly, the sign made them say something. I bet they're not all that moral. I bet they're not just good, good, good boys, good farm boys. I know because I was a farm boy in Michigan. And all the farm boys I knew were just like me. Not all that good. But God chose to give a sign to people who aren't so perfect to show them how perfect they can be. Through the view of the Father. Through what Jesus has done. And so the amazing thing is, these guys were never trained in evangelism. They never went to Bible school. They didn't have a bunch of verses memorized by heart. They didn't figure out how they could debate somebody into faith. They didn't figure out how they could argue with them or give them fear. If you don't believe like me, you're destined for, you know, bad life. All they knew was the astonishment of a sign and announced it. See, I believe the gospel can come to the hearts of people in a way that overwhelms them. When they say, you've got to be kidding me. It's like, you know, when I'm in the Middle East working at our life center there, you ought to go with me sometime. It's amazing. It's amazing. 
to see these precious, the places packed with Muslim people, Syrian people, refugee people. We hold 700 people. And, and we feed them, we clothe them, we, we help them get, you know, their lives in order. Some, some of them we pay, we have like six right now that we pay their monthly rents just so they can survive. But you know what we do? We announce the astonishment of the sign. And you know what these precious ones do? They look at you like, you've got to be kidding me. See, the sign shows you that Jesus came to die and live so you and I can live. It's, it's amazing. See, Jesus in his life can show us how good God is to us. Jesus in his life shows you a picture of the Father. Jesus is the perfect picture of the Father. So Jesus in his life shows you that the Father is good to you. But Jesus in his death shows you that you are good to God. Jesus in his life shows you that God is good to you. Jesus in his death shows you that you are good to God. What can it be? See, the Bible says Jesus was given up for your sins, transgressions, and he was raised up for your justification. It's that simple. That's the brief, powerful interpretation of the love of the Lamb. Can you believe astonishing news? Or are you still going to depend on you? Are you still going to try to think it's up to you and everything about you? Or can it just be up to Him? I'm learning life that I'm more transformed in life. And I live more in accordance with the character of Jesus, where Jesus' life manifests and is displayed through me. When I'm just beholding him, and I got my eyes off me. Because when I got my eyes on me trying to do something to be something, it's a very tough road to be consistent in. But when you look to the one who's ever faithful and ever consistent in unending love, and the one who's done all the work from start to finish, and you say, thank you. And you're astonished with that love. You walk in a cooperation and you find the love of God in Christ is enough for everything. Notice the way these shepherd boys shared. They shared in a way that all those that heard them were astonished. Yeah, I I tell myself, if I preach the gospel and people aren't astonished, maybe I'm not preaching the gospel. Maybe I'm not preaching the gospel if people don't come to a place of astonishment. If I'm preaching the gospel and people think it's all up on them and their moralism and their this and their that, there's no astonishment in that. You just try harder. But the gospel that Jesus Christ pre-approved us to the Father is good news. It's good news. And it's news I love to announce. And that's the way I love to announce the news. All over the world. Notice when the shepherds conveyed this love about the life of Jesus and the death of Jesus. The way they shared it, it wasn't awkward. It wasn't clumsy. It wasn't religious. (laughs) It wasn't fake and phony. But it was real. It wasn't condescending. It wasn't condemning. It was authentic. It was joyous. I love to be around people that got that goofy grin on their face. You know what I mean? It's like, what? It's like they don't have a care in the world. 
and they're just astonished at the love of the Father and somehow God organizes their life and the world and supplies. But I love to have a goofy feel, so to speak. You know what I mean? Where I'm just captured in the love of God in Christ and say, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's just lift our hands to heaven. Can we do that? Just say hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Just say thank you, Jesus. I see the sign. I receive the sign. I'm motivated by the sign of your unending love. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I just preach myself happy and I'm not even done yet. Hallelujah. You know what I mean? I, I, I love to be captured by the truth of him and not be complicated with the chaos about me. You know, if you can see yourself captured in the love of the Father and you live there, you don't live your life based on you, but you live your life based on in Him. Love can overwhelm you there. But now your view changes. Now you don't see people. See here, you see people according to the flesh. In Christ, you have to see people according to the cross. See... We're not to know anyone according to the flesh. This is why we get in judgments and condemnations and make all these, you know, valuations on if people got it or not. I, I, I'm finding that Jesus, in his great love, captures people whether they're conscious or whether they're unconscious. He can, he can grip you while you're awake or while you're asleep. He can meet you in a coma before somebody passes on. You know, when, when, when God dealt with Peter, Peter couldn't see the sign while he was conscious. So God said, okay, bro, I'm going to make you unconscious. Put him in a trance, right? Read it. It's in, it's in the Bible. It's in Act 10. And then at 10, God gave him a vision of the finished work. And the interpretation of the vision, what God cleaned virtually at the cross, don't you dare call dirty. Peter said, not so, Lord. Uh-uh. That's, that's not news according to what I know. What I know is still a system that's wrapped and mixed with my obedience to the law. And it's just for we folk. So God said, okay, bro, I'll keep you here in this trance and he gave him the vision again Peter said not so Lord he's not astonished at it see so God said cool I got time I'll keep you there gave him the vision again Peter got it and you know what he said I believe that God is no respecter of persons he began to see people not based on carnal things or flesh things or tribe things or ethnic things he saw things according to the cross and he announced the news and he announced the forgiveness of sins and people were astonished the Gentiles were astonished you can read it they believed they were filled with the spirit (laughs) a group of them 10, 12 whatever it was there in a house they had just a home meeting probably had a good meal said you've got to be kidding me People filled with the life of God. See, I think we need to make the gospel where it's all about him and not about us. 
Because when we get ourselves involved in the equation, it's tainted. It's tainted. It's all about Jesus and what he's done. This is how we need to share the love. What I've learned from studying these shepherd boys is a couple things. Number one, they experienced astounding grace. Astounding grace or astounding love. You could say it that way. They experienced astounding. When you see the sign, it's a love that's described that's indescribable. They experienced a love they couldn't put words with fully. There's something about the mystery of Christ that I still can't explain. There's something about the mystery, really, of grace. I still, I still don't fully... You know, I got a, a little dab is doing me right now, hallelujah. But you know what the Bible says? The Bible says when you're out of this earth suit and you're in the realm of heaven, the Bible says in the ages to come. That's a long time in a non-time zone. In the ages to come, God is going to make known to you the manifold riches of his grace, his unending love. It's amazing. You might as well get a little, you know, loaded with it here. Hallelujah. You might as well live your life with that goofy grin and say, glory be to the Lamb of God. You might as well keep your heart tender so you're not tough and cynical and mad and demeaning and judgmental and writing people off. You know, I, I even in my little life, I have to look at everybody. You have to be astounded. To astound means to be overwhelmed with amazement, to be in shock, to be in wonder, to to be surprised. The gospel's got to be that way. If it's not, you won't share it. You'll keep it to yourself because you'll think it's a burden. People have to subscribe to to become something that they can't do on their own. Just announce the news of what Jesus did, that Jesus has reconciled them and what God cleansed in Christ, then nobody call them clean. It's a beautiful thing. They were astonished or astounded, I should say, with the love of God. Take time to be astounded. Take time to remind yourself of what Jesus has done. Secondly, they experienced abounding love. They were astounded, then they abounded. Abounding means to exist in great quantities, to be you know, at the point of overflow, to be rich or well-supplied. This is why, for me, I always take time and look at the post. Yeah, I check Twitter. Yeah, I check Instagram and Facebook and all these things. But, and I even post things. I, I mean, I have, a, I have a, 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 a page, a Keith Hershey fan page or whatever they call them. And I post something on the love of God. That's all I post. You're not going to get any other news on that except the love of the Father. I want to stay astounded. And I want to sow it as a seed to interrupt your world, to interrupt your day where you pause and say, you've got to be kidding me. Especially after you just were naughty. (laughs) Especially after you just got mad. I want to interrupt your life 
and show you the true view of you from God's perspective. It's the love of the Father. You abound in it. The Bible says in Romans 5.17 that you can receive an abundance of grace. You can abound in it. You can know that righteousness is a gift and a gift alone. See, if you don't know that righteousness is gifted to you and it's not based on you, you're not astounded yet. You're not astonished yet. It's all based on the Lamb. If you would receive an abundance of grace and the gift called right standing or righteousness, you're going to reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. So they were astounded. They abounded. And then third and finally, they resounded the grace of God. They resounded the love of God. In other words, they told others they shared the love. In fact, that's what I call this teaching, share the love. I find that, you know, in the old days, many, many, many years ago, you know, I went into full-time missions ministry in, 19, in September 1979, a long time ago. I know it seems like forever now, but I remember before I went into ministry, I would do like go out on the streets and stuff, and my heart was coming alive. But my way of communicating the gospel in those days never astonished anybody. You know what it did to everybody I shared? It made them mad. You know why? Because I judged them all. I sent them all to hell real quick, about at the end of the first paragraph of the conversation. You know, that doesn't give you access very long in somebody's heart if you've already sent them to hell. You know what I mean? So, and and I used to share the gospel where I always made it about the people, what they had to do, what they had to give up, how they had to live perfect, how they had to think without a bad thought. How they had to be living and doing. And you know what? When I reflect back on those days, I I, I had a good heart. But it really was misguided. And it wasn't from beholding the lamb. It was from looking at people and measuring people according to the flesh. Nobody's astounded that way. A few years ago, I was invited to a Rose Bowl game. Uh, it was one of these BCS game, maybe two, three years ago. Three years ago, ago, maybe. I can't remember. And I had a cousin who uh, was coming to the Rose Bowl and had tickets. So he asked if I and one of my boys would go. I said, sure, man. I love that. That'd be fun. So we went to the Rose Bowl and we park in Pasadena. And, you know, they have parking. Then you wait in line in these buses. And the lines are so long to get on these buses. The bus after bus after bus load them up and take people to the Rose Bowl. So we're, we're going through this, you know, maze of, of ropes in this line. And where the buses are, people loading, and they had people sharing the gospel. And you know what? Of all the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people getting on these buses, nobody was astonished with the gospel. You know why? Because it was about what people had to do. You know, what people had to do to change themselves, to be accepted. Do you know when you, when you announce that Jesus has pre-approved you and you come as you are, 
and just behold the Lamb and be filled with the beauty and the glory of your redemption, as you continue to behold the Lamb, you can change. Hallelujah. Where sin doesn't dominate. But just announce the news of God's unending love in Christ. And this to me was so amazing because uh, I got on the bus and my cousin, he knows I'm a preacher. And he says, wow. Is that how, uh, is that how you, you, you share? I say, well, my friend, <laughs> no. No. Because I've learned to be astonished with the love of God in Christ because I know me and I know my frailty. I know my humanity. And I know Jesus has got me from start to finish. And I announce the news the way the shepherds announce the news where there's a thrill with the gospel. We can announce the news of God's unending love in Christ and it can change everything. You know, when you get filled with uh, the view of the Lamb, you find that what's in the Lamb you have. In fact, here's what the Bible says, 1 Timothy 1.14. And the grace of our Lord Jesus was exceedingly abundant with faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. Remember, you don't live based on you. You live based on him. Faith delivers you from you. Faith moves you out of yourself to depend on yourself into the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. You live by the faith of the Son of God. Faith moves you. The astonishment moves you from your self-identity to himself sufficiency. And the beautiful thing about being in him, you have everything that's in him, which according to this verse is enough. Grace, faith, and love. See, the astounding message of the gospel is you have the grace of God now. The astounding news is you have the faith of God now. The astounding news is you have the love of God now. And it's complete. You are complete in him. And you can be astonished with his love. Notice how Jesus taught his disciples to share when he visited them on the day of his resurrection. Verse 46 of Luke chapter 24. Luke 24 verse 46. Jesus said to the disciples, Thus it's written, and thus it was necessary for Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations. This is really, to be honest with you, why I do mission work. The news has to be announced. You know what, you know what uh, most of us like in our, in our social media things? Like if we say something like really cool or we have a cool picture, you like somebody not only to like it, but you like somebody to share it. How many know I'm telling you the truth? You like when somebody shares your tidbit of revelation. I know I do. If I post something on the love of the Father and I say, hey, look at that, they shared that. That's kind of cool. Somebody was stirred by what was said. It captured them. They shared it. See, if you're, if you're a believer and you don't share the love, maybe, maybe, just, just maybe, 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 maybe you're not astonished. Maybe you're not overwhelmed like, you've got to be kidding me. 
This is why I, I think it's so beautiful that Jesus said, you announce the news of remission of sins. And he says, he'll send the promise of the Holy Spirit to help you and equip you in the process. You know, this is, this is really, friend, uh, you, you, don't, you, don't even, even, you don't even need to act religious about this. You don't need to get a preacher's voice. You don't need to wear a suit and tie. Thank God tonight I'll be delivered from this thing. Hallelujah. But here's the, the, the thing is you, you can be you. And what you do is you meet up with the folk who are overwhelmed and depressed and been so bound by whatever. And you say, hey, friend, here's the amazing news. There is one who has come who pre-approved you before the Father and took all the crap that's in your life out of your life. All the chaos and all the pain. You know what I tell people, even in my family tree? Jesus is good enough. Jesus is big enough. And you know what I do to people, even in my family tree, the people closest to me that fail and fall, I see them in the reconciled position because I view them based on the work of the one. And I announce to them, God has got nothing on you. He took it at the cross. You might as well be astonished of this kind of love because what you're you know, trapped in will trip you up constantly until you come to the place to behold the Lamb of God. This will be the sign to you. Do you see the sign? If not, go sit out under a tree today or sit out by your pool or look to the heavens, have a cold drink. Say, you've got to be kidding me. I'm blessed. I'm loved. My sins are forgiven by God. You've got to be. My sins are forgotten by God. And I've been real good at it. God forgot it all. It's an amazing love. I don't, I don't know how to describe with human words. It takes faith to believe it. And faith to receive it. And it takes faith to announce it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did you all like the word today? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God's good. Amen. Just put your hands on your heart. Father, these, these are your precious ones. These are your kids. These are your sons. These are your daughters. Let them experience the love of the Father. Let them know. And let them believe the love God has for them. Help them to be astonished. Holy Spirit, wrestle with them in their soul. Mess with their minds of self-sufficiency. Let them believe the blood of the Lamb is enough. And let them be astonished. Jesus, help them to live in accordance with your character. Help them to share the love like the shepherds. With no fear, but simply just wonder in amazement. Father, I thank you for every person in this place. Friend, with your head bowed, your eyes closed. If you're, you're here, maybe you're visiting, maybe you've never 
had a chance to just make a personal decision for Jesus. I'm, you're going to stay in your chair the whole time. I'm not going to call you forward. But if you know Jesus is working in your heart, in your life, and you're yielding now to the sign in a deeper, stronger, better way, and you say, Keith, I want to really yield my heart, my life, my all to Jesus today. Would you just put your hand up real quick and then put it back down real quick just so I can see it? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, friends. Father, I thank you for great grace. Thank you for unending love. I thank you for it. I thank you for this wonderful church, this wonderful community of families. Thank you for Pastor Mike and Beth and all the team, Father. I thank you for what you're doing in Orange County. It's magnificent, Father. Help us not to be afraid. Help us to know that the perfect love of God cast out all fear. Father, we're not afraid of the future. We're not afraid of a doctor's report. We're not afraid of our present circumstances, our economy. We're not afraid of the chaos that's even in our world. We're not afraid of what's happening with our kids, our grandkids. We're not afraid of the circumstances of a marriage. We're not afraid of nothing. We rest, Father, in your love, and we say thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. Well, it's been a pleasure to be here. Remember tonight, of course, prayer school. Then I'll be here at 6 o'clock for healing school. It's going to be great. If you want to pray for our missions ministry, there's a little nations report. Highlight some of our mission projects. Also, my book, Beloved. It's the term beloved. Enjoying your place where you belong. It's all on the Father's love. You should read this book and, and be astonished. It's a hardback book. came out in... Uh, in January, it's a reprint actually, but there's a few things that have been added and changed. But it's back there. Uh, you'll like it. I think it's uh, uh, $15. And then also, if you like this teaching today, there's a three CD series back there as well. It's $15 as well if you want to learn more about what we talked about today. Anyway, God loves you. I love you. Praise the Lord, my brother. Come and thank you. Thanks. Wasn't that a blessing? Were you guys purpose to do that this afternoon? Get out, reflect on how good God is, how much he loves you. That's how we move towards others, right? Just being astonished by the love of the Father. Make sure to stop by and thank Keith for blessing us this morning. We're going to unleash him tonight, right? So be praying for him this afternoon. Uh, just love on him. Go buy everything he's got back there. We don't want our guest ministers to ever have to go home with stuff. Amen. You guys, we appreciate you. We love you. Five o'clock prayer school, healing school at six. We love you. Have a great afternoon. You are dismissed. Thank you.